Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm delighted to welcome our guest today, Lisa Levy. How are you, Lisa? I am wonderful, Dan. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Why don't you introduce yourself to all of our wonderful listeners? I am Lisa Levy. I am the founder of L Cubed Consulting and the author of Future Proofing Cubed, the definitive guide to increasing productivity, refining processes, and bolstering profitability. Fantastic. It sounds like a very interesting book. Uh, Tell us, why did you decide to write your book? I decided to write the book to take, I guess, my thought leadership, our adaptive transformation framework to a larger audience. Um, It is the companion to our consulting practice and takes the reader through the story of how to align people, processes, and technology to make their businesses more efficient and effective. Fantastic. That sounds like a very worthwhile subject and a very meaty one. How do you decide what to put in the book and what to leave out? That was you know, a difficult process and it went on and there were many iterations of it there. You know, so the, the foundation of the book is best practices in business, project management, process performance management, internal controls and organizational change management. And those are the frameworks that create and are our adaptive transformation. What went into the book, it started out reading like a textbook and there are still chapters that remain that talk about those four key best practices. But what I really had to do was tell stories and find people to share their experiences um, along with, you know, mine um, through my career, but to tell a compelling story. Um, Nobody wants to read a textbook. I don't want to read a textbook. Um, I have read the books on those topics and have the certifications and things behind them. But the beauty of our consulting practice is bringing that expertise to our clients without having to make them experts. So I wanted the book to be able to tell that story, uh, to give the pieces and the golden nuggets that would make them go, ah, I get how this works and I get why it's meaningful without falling asleep while reading the book. <laughs> Great. So how did you write your stories? Did you interview people or were these th- uh, stories on the top of your head that you just knew because you tell them in your new client meetings or a combination or something else? It is absolutely a combination of both of those. So there are two types of stories in the book, my personal experiences and um, successes and failures uh, along the way. And then I interviewed a group of leaders who have different backgrounds, different experiences, different industries, but have all faced sort of that challenge of growing and building their business and achieving what they wanted it to be and the challenges that they faced along the way. 
and I weave it together to you know, show how some of the lessons that they learned could have been overcome more easily if they had used adaptive transformation and some of those best practices um, earlier on. And so it's really, you know, a look at, and hopefully I have you know, some laughter at my expense because some of my stories are, you know, are pretty good. Um, but to say, okay, here's real world, the things that go wrong every day, and here's how we can do things, you know, better. And we can make it easier if we are, if we have processes that are documented and understood and everybody knows what their job is Mm -hmm. and how to do it. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us one of those stories? One of those stories. So adaptive transformation in L cubed consulting came about in 2008. I had what I thought was my dream job. I was working for an emerging company they were out of startup mode, growing aggressively, and I was brought in to build a, an enterprise project management office for them. Where I was at in my careers, I thought this was that defining moment. I was going to build a practice from the ground up, greenfield, to do everything all the right way. Well, nothing's ever that easy. And I was brought into the organization and... In the short 18 months that I was there, fought and fell apart all the time. So young companies, strong leaders, very strong C-suite dedicated on building their area of expertise within the company. The idea of working cross-functionally was abhorrent and it compromised their value propositions. And everything that I do is about being cross-functional. For a company to grow and scale and be successful, everybody has to be able to work together. And I watched those executives bring in the consultants du jour to support their their fiefdoms. And I watched it and I watched how it tore apart um, corporate culture, but, you know, and how it just impacted the people in, in the company. And I said, this is crazy. And it was, again, 2008, 2009, I walked away from a salaried position that I thought was my dream job to go out into the great unknown and build a company that would do consulting differently. So out of what I consider to be my largest professional failure, I built a company and have spent 12 years helping businesses be more effective Great. That's a wonderful way to show humility and to show uh, how, you, how, you, how, you, how you can relate to other people. Uh, when, when I work with some of my clients on developmental editing, some of them can't tell stories. In fact, one of them said, I can't tell a story. Very scientific, like you said, like a textbook. And I said, you know, if you could tell a story, what story would you tell? And he proceeded to tell the story about how he trained a woman who, in his PR firm who was going to be... Um, traveling around with J.K. Rowling to promote the Harry Potter books before anyone knew what Harry Potter was. So he, he instead of taking the credit for himself and to being the Harry Potter guy, he made her the Harry Potter guy. And suddenly we have a story of a leader who's not afraid to share the, the, the glory, not afraid to train people, especially train women. And uh, suddenly he had a story that was 
literally the preface of the book because it positioned him so well. So it's interesting you tell the story in, in pretty much the same way. Very cool. I've also found that the mess to success formula works well in terms mm-hmm. of working with the client. We, we show what their problems are, what they tried to solve, how it didn't work. Then they brought you in and you brought this in and then things changed and everything was wonderful. So two great uh, uh, story ideas, templates for story ideas. Very cool. Great. Uh, let's talk about the writing process because a lot of my clients, a lot of my prospects are afraid to write. They, they, they you know, there are people just like you. They're, they think of themselves as coaches, consultants, and thought leaders. They don't think of themselves necessarily as writers. How did you discipline yourself to write your book? Because I, I see it behind you on the counter there. It's a very thick book um, full of lots of great information. So th- that just didn't come off in a weekend, did it? No. And I guess let's take it back to even being willing to write a book. Mm-hmm. Because I would have 18 months ago told you, oh, I, I'm not a writer. I will never write a book. What, what could I possibly have to tell in a book? And a series of people over you know, a couple of months kept suggesting that the book was the next step and that it would get my message out to a larger audience and all of these things that we know books do for, for us. I said, but I really don't have the discipline to write. Um, and let's just start with the really simple things. I am a terrible typist. My keyboarding <laughs> skills are awful. And it took one person telling me to think differently and suggest that I go back through all of my PowerPoint presentations and all of the content that I have created for my clients over the years and put the pieces of the puzzle together. And I went through all of that and there's a lot of content over a decade or more and adaptive transformation was a, you know, an, is our framework. It's how we conduct our business. So I know that I have these four pieces of the story to tell about the best practices, but then I started recording my presentation facilitation and that content, those words became the first draft of the textbook that I didn't publish, but it was the framework and the, the real, the meat of those topics that we can learn about that are still in the book and and they're there, but I didn't write a single word at a keyboard. I talked it and I recorded it and I automated, you know, automated tools transcribed it for me. And then I edited it and I edited some more and I edited some more and looked at it and it was still a textbook. So I said, you know, in talking with people much like you, and how do I make this more meaningful? And we got to these stories. I said, I'm not a storyteller. I'm a fixer. Show me a problem. I fix the problem. And again, started recording conversations and of just my own, you know, I guess my internal dialogue on some of these topics. And then the next iteration said, I need other voices. And that's when I started interviewing people. And I opened up um, on LinkedIn and just started reaching out and connecting to strangers who were doing cool things and explained that I was getting ready to write a book. This is what the book was about. And I would love to hear your story and see if there's a piece of this that ties together to the bigger theme. And when all was said and done, I interviewed probably 20 people and 12 
12 stories are in the book. Wow, that's fantastic. You know, one of my yeah. other podcast guests told me that she talked her book as well while she was stuck in traffic on the New Jersey Turnpike. Well, that had to have some passion behind it. <laughs> or extreme boredom. Uh, but that's one way not to get frustrated during your daily commute, I guess. But I love your story as well. You're the first person I've spoken to who actually used LinkedIn to reach out to find sources. And you were very successful with that. So that is, I'm going to definitely highlight that in my show notes because that is, I've done 55 of these episodes so far. That is truly unique. So uh, that is clever. What tips do you have for finding people and uh, how do you decide who to contact and roughly speaking, what percentage of people accepted your invitations? So the interesting thing that I learned, I'm going to answer those in in (laughs) nonlinear order. People like to tell their stories and I would guess, and I haven't done the math, but 90% of the people I reached out to gave me 30 minutes of their day to tell me their story and, and talk with me. Um, you know, some of those stories didn't make it into the book, not because they weren't great stories, but, you know, choices had to be made. And the stories that aligned best with the message of the book are the ones that, you know, are in there. But people are incredibly generous with their time. And this was pre-pandemic. And I really think that right now for people who want to write is a really awesome time to reach out and we need the contact and the connection. And I think that the adoption would be even higher today than it was a little over a year ago when I started doing those interviews. Mm-hmm. Another part of your question was, how did I find them? Um, I created a LinkedIn group um, it called it the Arizona C-Suite Connection Forum. I focused on people in my market, in my li- you know, literally in my demographic region where I live, because I decided I was going to focus on local brilliance. And you know, maybe that would be a little bit easier for people to say, yes, I'll give you some of my time because I, while I might be a stranger, I'm a local stranger. And I spoke with, again, about 20 CEOs of businesses of various sizes, CEOs, CIOs, some founders, but with large companies, medium-sized companies, some are individuals who are doing some really cool things that influence um, their client base. So it was a cross-section of types of people. But yeah, they were very receptive and willing to talk. I guess if I had handled it differently at the time, I would have had 20 podcasts ready to rock. (laughs) Well put. Um, great. Let, let's talk about how you're using your book as a marketing tool. How are you using your book to get business? So that's the primary purpose of the book, right? It is a marketing tool. It's telling the story. Um, the launch of it was very structured um, for a specific purpose of an Amazon campaign. I wanted to build the credibility and go for that number one bestseller. I utilized a marketing team that helped do an email campaign to specific people who are known to buy launch books for 99 cents, the Kindle editions, read them and leave reviews so that I could build that engine because the Amazon machine and that algorithm, once it's working in your favor, broadens the pool of people who will see that the book exists. And so I did a lot of focus on that launch and making that really run. 
I delayed the launch of the book twice. It was slated to go live right as COVID-19 hit. And we were all in just such a free fall of, you know, knowing what to do about anything that I, I paused it. But in the middle of May, as we had started to kind of resume a business cadence, I, I launched it and had phenomenal response. And I think it's because partly right, we are sort of more at home. We are tied to our computers in new and different ways for some. You know, mine's always sort of been part of my life, but it was received very well, very quickly. The launch was highly successful. And I used LinkedIn primarily, um, a little bit on the Facebook side for marketing and, and you know, an awareness about its availability. But yeah, I did a, a 99 cent sale for the Kindle edition the day it went live. It reached number one in eight different categories. And... Um, and that was the middle of May, and I am getting calls, and I'm starting to have conversations with prospects that are aware of me because of the book and the social media, LinkedIn marketing that I've done around it, and just my presence online that is bigger and more visible than it ever had been before. Great. As we wrap up, can you give us one social media tip that worked? Make a plan on how you're going to do your social media campaign. Have a schedule, have the content created in advance, use a professional to make nice images that you can share on the different platforms, LinkedIn, Insta, um, Facebook, whatever it is that you're using, but have a very specific plan. And as your book is ready to launch, it's a three week to four week plan and a cadence and just keep it going. Fantastic. That's great advice. Lisa, why don't you tell us who your ideal client is and how they can reach you? My ideal clients are business leaders who want to do more with what they have. They want to have the right people doing the right job in a repeatable way so that they are in a position to grow and scale their business. Uh, you can find me and the Adaptive Transformation information at um, L cubedconsulting.com the letter l c u b is in boy e d consulting.com great and your book is called future proofing cubed great and you can find it on amazon thank you very much lisa thank you dan this was fun same here thanks for listening to write your book in a flash with dan janelle the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.